It's the final week of the NFL season, which means it's division rivalry week. Dallas Cowboys, Washington Commanders. It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders and Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I'm David Harrison of Commander Country on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He is Marcus Moser of Pro Football Focus. We are on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser and at DHarrison82. I will let you sort out who is who. And we are your Locked On host for this crossover Thursday, presented by our friends friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun, and it's easy to play. No competing with Marcus or me or anybody else. It's just you versus the projections available. You take two to five players, and you predict whether or not they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projections. If you're right, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First-time users, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps. It's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. And as always, we thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Marcus, uh, what could have been a battle of playoff contenders has turned into a battle of a playoff contender, hoping to somehow win the division when the Philadelphia Eagles seem to have it all but sewn up uh, not that long ago, actually, but also not that long ago. Taylor Heineke was the hottest thing going uh, in the National Football League, despite not having the sexiest stat boxes in the National Football League. uh, What is going on in, uh, in Dallas right now? Uh, does Ron Rivera know that these aren't two playoff teams playing? Oh I, my goodness! You I know what? Get one joke out. Let's listen. I, I just know get it's, one. it's totally fair, but I will say I am actually on the side. I think JP Finley of NBC Sports Washington and myself are like the only two that are on the side of it's not that big of a deal that he didn't know. But we are definitely in the minority part of that I, conversation. I, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a, a week eighteen game that I thought was going to be. Uh, to be honest, I kind of just thought this was going to be a game where we saw like. Sam Howell against Cooper Rush and just a slot yeah. game with nobody playing their starters. But uh, thanks to the the Eagles, we're actually going to be seeing the Cowboys starters, I would think, throughout this entire game until, you know, it's pretty well decided who's going to win. But it's not completely meaningless. No, absolutely not. Do you think – so here's my question. This actually came up in the media workroom today, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. Do you think the Cowboys – could be scoreboard watching. Like what if the Eagles are up like 35 to nothing, you know what I mean? At the, at the hat halftime, you think the Cowboys just come out with Cooper rush? Like, all right, we're good. Let's take the, you know, let's just skate it to the end of this thing. Or do you think they'll avoid that? No, I, I think the Cowboys would love to win this game. It would also be, uh, it would would tie the franchise record for wins in a season 13. I think Mike McCarthy would like to have that on his resume, but yeah, they're going to be smart, right? Like, I think we're going to see the, the usual starters in reduced roles early in the game. What I mean by that is mm-hmm. like Micah Parsons may play a drive and then he might sit. He might play a drive and then sit. I don't think you're going to see Tony Pollard get 17 touches in this game. I don't think you're going to see CeeDee Lamb run 100% of the routes. I think the Cowboys are going to be smart. But if it becomes clear that the Eagles are going to beat the Giants or that the Cowboys are just pulling away from Washington – yeah, you'll see Mike McCarthy pull some of these stars. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree. And I wonder if the FedEx, you know, big screen operators are going to get told special guidance and not put the scoreboards, the scores up. Maybe there's I don't know. There's got to be some we'll, rules we'll about that, right? Like the NFL's got it. Like there might be. I don't know if there is, but we might. I mean, the the uh, the, the commanders might just take the ten thousand dollar fine on that one. I don't know. That's it's division, man. It could get it can get petty. Um, but obviously, I mean, you got half of what you thought you would get, right? The the big story around the commanders is obviously that Sam Howell is going to get his first career uh, start in the National Football League. And for Lockdown Commanders fans, they already know. That when Chris Russell and I had this conversation on our show about who should start this final week, I actually said that Sam Howell shouldn't start. But it wasn't because I don't like Sam or I don't think he's got potential or could even potentially be the next great fifth-round draft pick quarterback in NFL history. Uh, I don't want to put Sam Howell behind that offensive line, to be quite honest with you. Well, and I should ask you, how is, how is the, uh, the health of the offensive line right now? I mean, the health of the offensive line right now is pretty much what it's been all season long, where you've got some guys that feel pretty good considering the, the length of the of the season you've been in, but you're also playing with your number three center. So if your number three center feels okay for week 18, he's still your number three yeah. uh, center. You know, Charles Leno seems to be probably the most spry of them, but I think that's more a, a, a mechanism of his personality probably than it is his physiology. He's just kind of a happy dude in general. Sam Cosme continues to be banged up, rotating. Uh, in and out. So, I mean, it's it's just a makeshift offensive line. It's not the line that the commanders certainly expected to have for the bulk of the season. And that's obviously a problem. And it starts with the center position. Um, but just all season long, we've really kind of, whether it's been Carson or Taylor struggling, we've all kind of looked at it and said, well, the offensive line is also a problem. Doesn't completely excuse the quarterback problems, but it's, it's a contributing factor. So personally, I didn't want to put Sam Howell in there, but now the decision is made. And, and, and I said this on Locked On Commanders as well. I just want to refresh everybody's memory. Super excited for Sam to get his first NFL mm-hmm. start. Uh, I just had a conversation with uh, Wisconsin offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Phil Longo, who up until recently was North Carolina's OC and quarterbacks coach, Sam Howell's coach uh, there in North Carolina. He's super excited. He and I were texting during the day before we could uh, get jump on for an official interview. Super excited for his guy. I know Sam is excited, so I'm excited for him. So absolutely over the moon for Sam Howell. Excited to see Sam Howell in live action uh, in the regular season. I'm just worried that this team, and I don't care if Micah Parsons plays every other series, the series he's in there for, I'm worried about Sam Howell uh, from a protection standpoint. And I get that. The Cowboys have a really good pass rush, and they're deep, right? They've got guys like Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler and Sam Williams coming off their bench. So they just have a lot of, of players there. What's interesting, David, is kind of going into the week on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, we were talking about which quarterback would we like to see the Cowboys play, yeah. Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. And we actually said Wentz because he's just going to hold right. on to the ball longer than, yeah. uh, than Heineke. The Giants said Wentz. The Eagles yeah. said Wentz. The Bears said Wentz. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, and I think with Sam Howell for the Cowboys, he's going to be raw. He's going to make mistakes. Like We know that, right? But it's just another unknown. Last week, the Cowboys played Josh Dobbs, his first career start. This week, they're going right. to play Sam Howell in the, his first career start. It's not that I'm necessarily like on the Cowboys side worried about it. It's just it's an unknown, right? Like you can't really game plan for Sam Howell and what he's going to look like in this offense. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes some big plays in this game and all of a sudden it's a 13-7 game going into the two-minute warning of the second quarter. Like yep. it could potentially happen like that. I will tell you that Sam Howell has a much more compact throwing motion than Carson Wentz, or I should say quicker throwing motion than Carson Wentz. 
And he's also got a much better ball than Taylor Heineke as far Absolutely. as zip and, and velocity and, and all that stuff. Now, you know, every quarterback can get, you know, inaccurate at times. And Sam is pretty known as, as being accurate. But again, rookie quarterback first start. I mean, some nerves are, I, are probably it, to be expected. But is, yeah, he the the is he going to hold on to the ball? Is he going to hold on to the ball? Is he going to see the pass rush? Is he yeah, going to feel it from his blind side? That's the stuff you just don't know with a quarterback making his first career start. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, I know that, uh, you know, Ken Zampezi, the, the, the commander's quarterback coach, very smart. Don't get me wrong, but I know that he and Coach Longo still have a relationship. I've said this about Taylor Heineke before, you know, especially first game. Sam Howell, like, bro, I want you to have three reads. First read, second read, run. Like, that's those are your yep. three reads. And if you can't run, if all you see is Cowboys, throw the ball away. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I hope they play this with Sam Howell. Probably not a bad idea to target your uh, your guy, Diamond Brown, right? A little bit, too, who... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who might have a little bit of a connection with going back to college? A little bit, absolutely. Yeah, I talked to Diami today outside the locker room as well. And uh, as soon as I as soon as I asked him if I could speak to him, he got a big old smile on his face because he knew exactly why. It's, it's one of those moments where a player is actually going to be okay to get stopped to not talk about themselves and talk yeah. about somebody else. Uh, and yeah, Diami, just like Coach Longo, just like myself, just like a lot of Commanders fans, uh, and certainly Sam Howell himself, over the moon uh, to see Sam Howell get his first career NFL start. Whether or not he wins, whether or not he loses, whether or not the Commanders Cowboys lose or when that's up in the air and it's not just going to be on Sam Howell's shoulder and, and arm. It's sure. going to come up on some, some other matchups as well in this game. We'll get to those here in just a minute, but first we're going to talk about BetOnline.net because they are your number one source for sports betting info stats, news and analysis where you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, basketball, soccer, esports. I've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this one, you can find those, at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest, always the easiest way to get your betting fix. Please do so responsibly. It's my own little flavor in there. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Mo- Marcus. <laughs> I almost said Mosier. All right, Mosier. All right, Marcus. That's my military side coming. I call everybody by go. their last name. That's We're going to talk about matchups. We're going to talk about how do the Dallas Cowboys win this game? How do the Washington Commanders win this game in those key matchups? But first, we're going to talk to our listeners about Locked On NFL, a daily conversation on the biggest NFL stories, in-depth analysis on the biggest games, NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders like Marcus, like myself, and like the rest of our network cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, Marcus, what is your first or primary key matchup here for the Dallas Cowboys to potentially right win the NFC East and, and also potentially win the the number one seed in the in the NFC. Yeah. Do the Niners have to lose as well? Yeah, the Niners game? have to lose. Um, Against the Cardinals, which, right? Which is really interesting because so there's this very realistic scenario where the Cowboys could be the two seed and that they would be hosting Green Bay in round one. And I know a lot of Cowboy fans are like, "That's interesting." You know what? Let's let's just be the four seed and let's play Tampa Bay in round one. We don't need to play Aaron Rodgers again. So, so yeah, yeah. it's really funny. I'm, I got a question for you about some injuries because it's important. Uh-huh. Uh, Jonathan Allen. He left yeah. last week's game uh, right. with an injury. I saw he did not practice on Wednesday. Do you anticipate him playing? I don't, just because I don't think it's smart to have him play. Uh, I mean, they, they they dodged the bullet by having really kind of minimal, you know, it's a knee injury, but when you come to knee injuries, kind of minimal damage, you know, where you're not talking about a nine, 10 month recovery, 10 month recovery. I don't know exactly the status of his injury. Anyway, I know Ron said that some of those guys on the report will play. Bro, if I'm Ron Rivera, I. You you made enough mistakes with who just who to play who not to play. Yep. I sit John Allen and I just hold him for next season. The reason why I ask was first of all he's an awesome player and him Deron Payne might be the best 
you know, duo in the middle yeah, of a defensive line in the league. The Cowboys lost their center, Tyler Biotis, last week to a high ankle sprint. He's not going to yeah. play in this game. That means Connor McGovern shifting from left guard to center. They're taking Tyler Smith very likely from left tackle to left guard, inserting Jason Peters at left tackle. Um, and I just, I'm just nervous about Connor McGovern starting at center against Jonathan Allen, especially on that field. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest, FedEx doesn't have the best field in the world. And, you know, the footing yeah. is going to be weird. And I don't know if that's a great matchup for Connor McGovern anyway. So that's the one I'm keeping an eye on. I'm also watching the pass rushers like Montez Sweat, Chase Young mm-hmm. against probably Jason Peters at left tackle, Tyron Smith at right tackle. If the yeah. Cowboys can block those dudes, they're going to be just fine on offense. If not, we're going to have a game, David. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think, you know, if this is a game, it's going to come because the Washington Bears defense is going to be uh, disruptive. And I do expect Montez, well, he did, he's battling an illness, mispractice Wednesday because of that. As long as it's not a prolonged illness, I do expect him to play. I do expect Chase Young to play. Uh, Deron Payne, I mean, honestly, if Deron Payne goes and John Allen is hurt and out for that game, that's his opportunity to be DT1. And not that, you know, He's looking to climb out of John Allen's shadow or anything. But, I mean, look, it's an opportunity, and football players know how to take uh, advantage of opportunities. And John Ridgeway replacing, essentially, Deron Payne, right, kind of moving to that number two spot. I mean, it, it may physically be John playing where uh, John playing where John usually plays. But, uh, you know, from a, from an emotional standpoint, John Ridgeway's got a he's got an edge to him. He's, he's got a nastiness to we him. We know. I don't think a lot of people. Cowboy fans know. Uh, yeah, they, they drafted <laughs> him, right? He was oh, there, yeah. Round. You know what? I completely forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, was, so. he was the pick that they got for uh, Murray Cooper. There you go. Yeah, he's he's been impressive um, in the locker room on the, on the field uh, as well. A lot of people like him. Uh, so certainly the defense will be looking to make some noise. And, you know, Jamin Davis would love to just solidify uh, his solid second season again. He's on the injury report. I mean, everybody's on the injury report. My, my I'm going to go to the other side. I think I'm going to go to the commander's offense and the Cowboys defense. And you've already mentioned it. Sam Howell versus Micah Parsons. I mean, mm-hmm. every quarterback needs to know where Micah Parsons is. I remember when we did our network-wide mock draft for that draft class, Marcus, Chris and I jumped all over Micah Parsons when he somehow made it down to our pick. So it was no surprise to see him not actually get there in real life. And unfortunately, <laughs> Commanders fans, you do get to see him twice a year. You just have to see him wearing a Cowboys uniform. Yeah. Sam Howell, again, one read, two read, run or throw it away. And if Micah Parsons is on the field, it might just be one read and get out of there because we need you to be alive we need you to be healthy. And that's really, and that honestly really is no shade to the offensive line in Washington. It's just a, a testament to how great yep. Michael Parsons is and how well uh, uh, Coach Quinn has done in scheming him uh, admirable matchups or scheming him into things that then free up other guys as, as the good defenses always seem to do. So that's really where I'm going to be looking for Sam is to identify Micah and make his decisions based off of what Parsons is doing in the formation. And the scary thing about Michael Parsons this week is he's actually going to have both of his hands. If you watched him against the Titans last week, he had a, this <laughs> yeah. massive club on his hand. He just had a bad cut. It's fine now. They let it heal. Uh, he'll, he'll probably have a wrap on it. But he's ready to go. He, he's ready to – he's upset a little bit that he's not getting more talk about being the defensive player of the year. And everybody's you know bragging up Nick Bosa, rightfully so, having an absolutely oh. awesome year. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game that Parsons tries to steal that award back or at least tries to get back into the conversation against a rookie quarterback, against an offensive line that's struggling. I, I think that's a that's a good matchup to highlight. One more really quickly, David. Yeah. Any of the Washington receivers, whether it's McLaurin, Jahan Dodson, Diami Brown against Nation Wright, the Cowboys' other outside cornerback 
Trevon mm. Diggs having a really nice year. Deron Bland yeah. playing well in the slot. That second cornerback spot is a problem for the Cowboys. Yeah. It's a major, major problem. And with the Buccaneers likely rolling, uh, I guess that Cowboys rolling into Tampa Bay next week, yeah. they got to figure out that spot. So I'm going to be really curious to see how Nation Wright handles these really good and underrated receivers for Washington. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Cowboys fans, you know, as you as you prep, you know, get your nachos and your wings ready for the Cowboys Commanders game. You might want to turn on the Bucks Falcons game because uh, my co-host over there, James Jarko, is taking Todd Bowles at his word. Todd Bowles says that the Bucks starters will play, looking to kind of build on some of that momentum that they have coming out of that Panthers game. And if you see them go in Atlanta, they may only play for a quarter, a half, a couple drives, whatever it is. But if you see those starters go in there and they're still cooking coming out of Carolina, that might be you know the uh, the ever elusive turning point that every championship team tries to look for back in their in their season. So certainly something to keep an eye out for. And and uh, as the Cowboys potentially make their way uh, to Raymond James, I think you know that's a, that's kind of a split split conversation. I think that most people like you want to see the Cowboys versus the Bucks because you feel like they have a better chance of beating them because they've already beat them this season. But then at the same time, would you rather face Philly in Tampa or potentially face Philly in Philly? That's yeah. that's that's part of the right. question. Uh, there as well so certainly something to watch I'm looking for this commanders cowboys game how this secondary matches up against specifically cd lamb but just generally speaking in the past game uh, at all because they're still banged up cam curl didn't play uh again against uh the cleveland browns sorry and he's he didn't practice again I don't think they're gonna they're gonna play him because again no crucial part of this team there's no need to go out there and risk it benjamin st juice I don't think he's gonna play in this game either Kendall fuller is a veteran he seems to be healthy, but there have been moments uh, we saw specifically Amari Cooper, Cooper take advantage of him uh, as well. Derek Forrest coming off of a very rough game. If the Cowboys can exploit that a little bit, you know, and then some of these other guys, Danny Johnson, Jeremy Reeves, we love them to death. They're great guys, great locker room guys, but they're backups for a reason. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried, you know, again, if you're Washington and Ron Avery says they're going out there to win, Sam Howell says we're going out there to win. That's the objective. Uh, and fans hate it because they want draft picks, but that's what football players are going to go out there yep. and do is they're going to try to win football games. If they can't contain CeeDee Lamb, I don't think it's going to matter what their intentions are. I think the result is going to be uh, is not going to go the way that they want it mm-hmm. to go. 100% agree. I think I think that's where the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to win this game is their receivers against Washington secondary. Keep an eye on T.Y. T-Y Hilton. Uh, played 22 snaps last week. I would expect that to go up quite a bit. They want mm-hmm. to kind of ramp up his snaps as we get into the playoffs. So look for Dallas to take a couple shots down the field of T.Y. in this game. And T.Y. Hilton back at it. That's 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 crazy, and I love seeing it for for T.Y. So we'll see how that goes. It may not go the commander's way, uh, unfortunately, depending on what happens to that defensive line. Things may not go the Cowboys' way, but if you're out with a New Year's resolution trying to lose weight like so many people are, we can tell you something that will help it go your way. You need a delicious treat without the fat and the calories using Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know a lot of people have goals to get healthier, and that's kind of a goal every single season. But Built Bar is something that can help you right now in your New Year's resolution time. Look, if you're one of the tons of people, trust me, there's going to be a lot of people who come spring are disappointed that they didn't follow through on those resolutions. It'll be okay. You can restart it and you can still use Built Bar because they're healthy. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, actually tasty, but seriously, they're so delicious. You're not going to realize that they're good for you. Literally had a peanut butter, peanut butter brownie uh, Built Bar myself while I was getting ready to do these crossover episodes what makes them so good for starters are covered in 100% real chocolate, not the fake stuff, not the, I don't even know what they call all the fancy 
imitation chocolates that that yeah. aren't real chocolate. They're chalky. They're dry. This is real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, like I said, and coconut almond. Not sure how they do it, but they do it. It's delicious and it's healthy. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. But even better, if you've been a locked on listener for a while, you may have got a built bar box through the mail from built.com. But now you can even get them at Walmart or at Sam's Club. Head to your Walmart today, watch the pharmacy section, and get yourself a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, I've got Costco. There's no Sam's Club, but if you have a Sam's Club, Head over there, get a 13-bar box of your hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank us later when you dive into Bill Bar. All right, Marcus, prediction time, which is uh, always really hard to do this time of year. Now, again, the Cowboys have something to fight for. You think that maybe they're going to go kind of the 50-50 route, like play the starters, mm-hmm. but kind of not really play the starters. Let's see what happens on the scoreboard. I'm really, I, you know, I have never actually scoreboard watched in FedEx field, so I don't even know where they put the other game scores out there, but I'm going to be specifically looking for it this weekend just to see what happens. Um, Dallas Cowboys favored by seven and a half. I think there's obvious reasons for that. Even when the commanders are trying to win, we've seen it recently since basically since Thanksgiving, uh, they just haven't been able to get out of their own way, no matter who the quarterback is. I think a little bit better with Taylor than with Carson. Um, Sam Howell getting his first start. Rookie quarterbacks traditionally don't do very well, although this year kind of seems to be they seem to kind of be breaking the norm. Shout out to Brock Purdy specifically. Um, I know who I've got winning this game. I've got a specific score. I don't know if you're going to make a specific score in this game. Although I should. We've done three crossovers this season. But Cowboys by seven and a half. How do you see this thing going down? I think this is going to be an ugly game. Really ugly. I think. Because the Cowboys are going to be rotating a lot of players in because Washington's going to have a rookie quarterback, that field by this time of the year is just gross and choppy. It's not good. good. It it just feels like one of these games that's close throughout. The quality of the game is not very good. And I think Dallas will probably win at the end. But I'm thinking like a 21 to 17 type of game, maybe something similar to what we saw last week against Tennessee, where the mm-hmm. game is always within a score, 10 points. It's just not well played. Uh, and, and maybe it's a quick game, right? Where both these teams are just trying to run the ball, get through it healthy. I, I expect something like that. So I'll take Dallas. Let's go 21 17. Yeah, I, I could see that. I've got a similar score. Mine's a little bit of a wider gap margin of victory. Uh, unfortunately, and, and honestly, again, I think you look at the Washington Commanders, you know, I know Ron Rivera says, you know, we're going out there to win. Sam Howell says, I want to go out there and win. And I, and I believe both of them, like, honestly, I really do believe both mm-hmm. of them. But, and for one, again, and I've said this already, you can't tell football players to go out and throw a game. They, they take way too much punishment to throw a football game. It's just not going to happen. But when you look at the likelihood, at least in my eyes, John Allen's not playing this game. You look at the likelihood that Cam Curl, Benjamin St. Juice are both not playing this game. Jamin Davis, if he continues to be a DMP, listen, every single guy on the injury report on Wednesday was a DMP. No limiteds, no fulls. All of them were DMPs. Brian Robinson Jr. was a DMP. Antonio Gibson, probably not going to go in this game, was a DMP. There's just too many starters right off the cuff that aren't probably going to be in this game just because of injuries. And then Ron Rivera did say on Wednesday that, yes, they're going to play some of their younger players some of their unproven players, try to see what they have a little bit. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see Terry McLaurin sit after maybe a couple of series. Curtis Samuel even might sit. De'Ami Brown's probably going to get increased time, which makes sense because that's Sam Howell's dude, right? They're, they're like best friends. Oh, yeah. They go back to North Carolina blue. So I just feel like 
one, the Cowboys are, are are clearly a more talented roster top to bottom. They have more to go out there and fight for. The Washington Commanders don't have as much. And I feel like you're going to see kind of a trickle-down effect where some of those starters uh, start that do play start to come out. I've got the Cowboys winning 27 to 17. So we both have the Commanders with 17. Hopefully that means Sam Howell has a good day, maybe a couple of touchdowns, maybe mm-hmm. a couple hundred yards throwing, really get the fan base excited. I know they're excited to see him. Now let's see if they, we can get them excited for what they saw because uh, that's my biggest story of this game, Mark, is the Sam Howell starting for the Washington Commanders and just kind of throw it out there a little bit, a little bit of seizing the end of the Carson Wentz error, as as we're calling it here. Uh, it's too bad we didn't get to play Carson Wentz one more time. No, Taylor Heineke games against Dallas this year, which is a little strange. Yeah. You know what? I mean, listen, the NFC East obviously has like opponents next year. And uh, some of the landing spots that I have in mind for Taylor Heineke come to fruition, or well, obviously one of them comes to fruition. You might see Taylor next year, but that's, mm. that's for off. That's for off season conversation. We've got some, we've got some topics brewing and I've already got some takes that are, are going to be very interesting. I think Tampa Bay. No, actually not Tampa Bay. You've okay. got to go further North. That's all I'm going to give you. Got to go okay. further. Okay, I have to, I'll have to look at their schedule next year. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to find out who Tampa Bay's starting quarterback is going to be next year because we know it's not going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Tom Brady. Don't tell James Jarko that. James Jarko says it's absolutely going to be Tom Brady, and some people think it's going to be Sean Payton and Tom Brady next Stop year. It. Um, I think nope. Sean, or I think Sean, I think Tom. I, I'm going to stick with San Francisco actually, but I've got a dark horse candidate for Tom Brady as well, and Sean Payton that I'm I'm not going to throw out there just yet. Wouldn't happen to be. Uh... A little bit more uh, east of that, would it? Of San Francisco? Yeah, I guess everything's a little, you, I, I saying, everything's east of San Francisco. I, I a little bit of, uh, how about some, some Las Vegas vibes for Brady? You know what? I think that's a sneaky good pick, but I don't think Sean goes to Vegas. I think, no. I, well, will, I will give this part away. Listen, uh, Tom Brady was going to sign with the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton if Drew Brees retired in 2020, or well, after the 2019 season, right? Drew didn't retire, so Tom went to Tampa instead. After the 2020 season, uh, or after the 2021 season, rather, so two years later, we find out that the Miami Dolphins were tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. That's why they don't have a first-round draft pick this year. That's twice that Sean Payton and Tom Brady have tried to get together. Tom Brady really has no reason not to play anymore other than if he just really wants to hang them up, which I don't think he does. I think third time's a charm. I think Sean Payton and Tom Brady make it happen this offseason. So wherever... They land wherever Tom lands. I think Sean Payton lands, which means there's got to be a head coach change, which is why I'm actually taking San Francisco off the board, even though that was my original yeah. take. I also take Vegas off the board. I know some people would love to see me. I'll make the 30 second pitch for Vegas. Ready, Josh yeah. McDaniels, who he loves, Dave Ziegler, worked with the Patriots all those years. Uh, Brady loves him as well. Yeah, he's got a star receiver, he's got a great slot receiver, he's got a dynamic tight end. And oh, by the way, probably a top six pick to maybe invest into the offensive line, which is kind of what Tampa did when they drafted Tristan Wirfs. Right. Um, it's not a bad situation. If Sean doesn't come back, I think Vegas, Vegas and San Francisco, if Sean doesn't come back, are the, the two teams that make the most sense to me. It's also, it's also nice to play in a dome 10 right. times Vegas a has, has a lot of attractiveness to it. I, but I, I'm, I'm kind of fixated right now on the Sean Payton thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Vegas, right. San Francisco, if Sean Payton doesn't come back. But if Sean Payton, Payton is part of the deal, I just don't know. If, I mean, you would know better than yeah. I do. I don't know if Josh McDaniels has done enough to get fired after one year. If Sean Payton wants to come, then, yeah, I think he has, right? That's the thing. If, <laughs> if Payton says, yes, I'm ready, uh, sorry, Josh, you're out the door. But that's yeah. for a different podcast. We got all offseason to speculate about that. Absolutely. 
All right, guys, this is going to conclude our crossover. So, again, so Sam Howell starting. Sam Howell versus Micah Parsons, uh, the Cowboys offensive line versus the Commanders defensive line, John Allen or no John Allen. And then we both had the Cowboys winning. I've got them winning by 10. Marcus, you've got them winning by six. Four? Four? 21-17, that's right. Yeah. 21-17. So, Marcus, appreciate doing this with you. Um, if things go the way we think they're going to go, I'll see you on a Bucks cowboys crossover next weekend. Yeah. So all of yeah. you want to come see that, by all means, come over and see that. Until then, we thank you all for making Locked On Commanders and Locked On Cowboys your first listen or your first view every single day. For your next one, check out Locked On NFL, bringing you local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. He's Marcus Moser of Locked On Cowboys and Pro Football Focus. And if you haven't noticed, he also knows a little bit about the Raiders. On Twitter, at Marcus underscore Moser. I'm David Harrison of Locked On Commanders and Commander Country on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation on Twitter at DHarrison82. If you want some Bucks flavor, Locked On Bucks, BucksGameDay.com as well. If you're out about, please be safe. Be kind of one another. Enjoy the game this weekend, regardless of what side you're pulling for. And thank you for joining us on this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.